Well, welcome. It is good to be with you um, on this Mother's Day as we reflect on a better hope. We can describe hope, can't we? But have you ever wondered what hope looks like? Well, for me, this is what hope looks like. This is our six-month-old grandniece, Zoe Two Dots Bartel. When I look at her, hope comes to mind. Hope for her future and all the possibilities that lay out before her. But have you ever noticed that there's a difference between what your hopes are and what you're hoping in compared to who or what you place your hopes on? What are your hopes founded on? Because when things go pear-shaped, hope based on the here and now can start to wobble. And that's why we need to have a better hope. Let me pray. Jesus, as we take time to delve into your word, would you help us to understand it afresh anew? Holy Spirit, would you speak to us deep to deep? Would you brood over us? Would you move amongst us, wherever this recording finds us today, whether in the room, at home, driving in the car? God, we thank you that you can use this time to speak to us. Amen. I think it's the case for most parents that they look at their child and their hopes are filled, their hearts are filled with hope for the future. Even before the child is born, there's the, the swirling around of words of hope. What are you hoping for? A boy or a girl? For Morgan Freeman's character, Red, in The Shawshank Redemption, he viewed hope as a dangerous thing, whereas Andy saw hope as a good thing. But throughout life, one thing is for sure, hope can be fragile. It can be a fragile thing, especially if it's placed in the wrong thing. It can be a fool's hope. And so, people still are settling back and placing their hope in the next win. After all, if they play long enough, surely their day will come. And so hope gets crushed and discarded like the lotto ticket in the rubbish bin or on the floor. They settle for hope that is fleeting, shiny, in the arms of another, only to find that hope realised can be elusive as a gambler's win. And for the audience that received the message of Hebrews, things were starting to go pear-shaped. Persecution because of their faith was on the rise and some of them had lost their lives because they were followers of Jesus. And so for some of the audience, they were having second thoughts. Their hope was starting to turn away from Jesus. Fear of the day had them consider settling for a lesser hope. And so some were recanting their faith in Jesus out of hope for an easier life, for an easier way out. Yet hope, true hope, tested in the fire is precious, is tenacious, is courageous, and it carries hope right up to the finish line. 
where they receive the prize that they were hoping for. It's interesting to note that um, in the book of Psalms, it has the most references to hope in the Bible. But the second one took me by surprise. It's the book of Job, where a man loses almost everything he has, yet still finds hope in the one person that can see him through from this life to the next. Paul, who is writing to Christians in Rome, has this to say in Romans chapter 8, verses 18 to 25. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for, the, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including new bodies he has promised us. For we were given this hope when we were saved. And then almost as a byline commentary around that, he says, if we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. A parent hopes for their child's future, not in their past, standing beside the sleeping child. Hope looks to the days ahead, not to the days already past. And when tough times come for the Christian, as I've observed in my own mum's life, hope in Jesus for the future is a refuge during those tough times. For the audience of Hebrews, the storm clouds were brewing and persecution and tough times were coming and crashing on them like waves crashing against a boat. And so the writer calls the hearers in the midst of the storm to find refuge in Jesus, the author of their hope. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18 to 20 says this, So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have the have great confidence as we hold on to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone there for us. He has become our eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Hope in Jesus is like an anchor for our souls in the midst of the storm, an anchor that is secure not in on the ocean floor, but secure to the heavenly realms. 
It leads through the curtain to the Holy of Holies. Now, for the priests, when they served in the high temple, he could only go into the Holy of Holies once a year. The high priest um, had special gowns, special robes, and at the bottom of those robes, he would have these little bells that would tinkle, 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 tinkle as he was moving around in the holy place. Now, some have suggested that the high priest, when he ministered in the Holy of Holies, in this special place that he could only go into once a year with the tinkle, 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 that if he did something wrong and he was struck down dead, they wouldn't be able to retrieve him. So it has been suggested that what they used to do was that they would tie a rope around the high priest so that those on the other side of the curtain, if they stopped hearing the tinkle, 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 they'd think, hmm, that's not good. We're not going in there, so let's tug on the rope. No, it's not pulling back. Okay, let's haul him out. But our anchor, our anchor goes to the most holy place and is anchored to Jesus, not for Jesus' benefit, but for ours, to give us hope in the midst of the storm, that we are anchored, tied back to Jesus, who is our refuge in tough times. And our hope is for a better uh, life after the resurrection. The crowd of witnesses that we read about in Hebrews 11 speaks of how um, they could endure such tough times because they were anchored to Jesus who refused to take the easy way out because they placed their hope in a better resurrection, a better life after the resurrection. One of the big lessons a mum will teach a child is that of delayed gratification. That the easy way out is not always the best way out. That we can go with the flow in this life and miss out on a better life that is to come. Or we can refuse to take the easy way out because we are anchored to a better future in Jesus, in the Holy of Holies. We are tethered to him. And we are never meant to go through this life alone. Solo Christianity is a foreign concept in the Bible. Today, Janet um, uh, came into membership because she believes that we are better together than alone. Christian communities are God's hothouses, as it were, for hope. They help people to grow in their faith and deepen their faith, their hope in Jesus. So that when the tough times come and the struggles of life come our way, hope is lived out and is fostered in and grows in faith communities. If your faith is feeling flat, when uh, when it's feeling flat, why would you settle for something less? Why would you try to go it alone when you can deepen your faith and hope by connecting with other Christians? on a regular basis. Good mums, good mums groups um, can be great support for new mums, resourcing and encouraging and helping them as they're they're struggling with the the challenges of parenting. And life groups can be like hothouses that help protect 
support and encourage hope to grow stronger and deeper. Once again, Hebrews chapter 6 verses 11 and 12 has this to say, Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promise, promises because of their faith and endurance. And further, in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 to 25, we read this. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promises. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let's not neglect the meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And as a result, we can face the coming days as hope transforms into faith-filled action. For the mums, you know that sometimes life can knock you down onto your backside and you can land heavily. But because of faith, because of faith in Jesus, because of your hope in the knowledge that the promises of Jesus will be fully realised in the coming days, you can get up again and you can face those challenges. And it's the same for all of us as followers of Jesus that there is someone that we are tethered to that is beyond the horizon, who has gone before us. And while we cannot see into this resurrected life that is to come, Jesus, through his resurrection, is already there, and we are anchored to him. For the writer in Hebrews, in Hebrews 1, uh, 11 verse 1, it says this, faith shows that the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. And so we are called not to, not to only live in the realities of this time, in this place, but we, through our connection to the future, to the future hope that is in Jesus, can allow that hope to translate, to transform this time and this place because of the faith that we have in the resurrected Jesus. While others may settle for hope that is in the here and now, and what they can achieve through their striving, through their own efforts, our hope is a better hope, because it's not based on the limitations of our efforts and our good works. It's not based on the rules and of being good enough. Our hope is based on what was achieved through the one who is the author and creator of life and who overcame death. Hebrews 7.19 says this, For the law never made anything perfect, but now we have confidence in a better hope through which we draw near to God. Which then circles back and it feeds into the supporting and helping of us again during those tough times, of doubt, of fear, because we know that Jesus Christ is in charge, that God is sovereign. Hebrews 3, 6, 
But Christ, as the Son, is in charge of God's entire house. And we are God's house if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. So to the mums and the mother figures, first and foremost, but to each one of us, hope is not in the past or for something that we already have. When we look to those we love and hope for their future, may we be reminded not to settle on hope that is based on the stuff of this life. We can be tricked into believing that hope is found in an easy life, with the days that don't have any struggle or pain or loss. We can think that hope is based on the comfortable and of, of what we can achieve in our own human existence and in our own striving for excellence. But that hope is smoke and mirrors, a house of cards that will fall and it will fail us if we place all our hope on the here and now. Why settle for that sort of hope when there is a better hope in Jesus? A hope that has you connected in the present to the end and is anchored in our relationship with Jesus in eternity on the other side of the resurrection. That our hope in Jesus is a rope that keeps us, our faith secure in those storms of life. And that as mums and as mother figures, that this hope that you have, even if it's just the seeds of hope, can in Christian community be a hothouse that helps it to germinate, to grow strong, deep, a faith that transforms into action and is an example to others on what it may, means to have a deep, rich, a transformative relationship with Jesus, the author and the creator of our life and our salvation. And for those, especially today, who were separated from loved ones as we prayed for you before, those that are separated from loved ones on this Mother's Day, a child that has been taken way too soon, or a mum who still lives in our hearts but is separated by distance or by their passing. May your tears be in hope. May your grief be in hope. And may your hearts be filled with the hope as you look to Jesus because this is not the end. To each of us, why would you settle? Why would you settle for a lesser hope when we can live life well through a better hope in Jesus? Let me pray. Jesus, I, I love that image of us being anchored, us being tethered to you. That, that anchor, that rope of hope that we hold on to 
goes from us all the way through to eternity, through death, through the resurrection, and it is tethered to you at the other end. We thank you for that cord of hope that we have in you. Not for your benefit, but for ours. We thank you that in the buffeting and in the grief and the challenges of life, that when our knees go weak, that we can still find hope in you. Through the tears and the pain of loss, that we can still grieve, but look forward in hope to you. Hope is not for the here and now. Hope is for the future and all that you will do in and through us in the days ahead. Thank you. Amen. So how might we respond today? Well, a couple of things to consider. What are the areas of life that you need to commit afresh to hope in Jesus? There might be something that comes to mind for you. Do you have a hothouse that helps you to grow in your relationship with Jesus, in your hope in him? If you do, then don't neglect it. If you don't, can I encourage you to find it? Perhaps write a prayer for yourself to be an example of hope to others. There's going to be some music played, and as that music's played, I encourage you to reflect on the things that God's saying to you today. Those response cards uh, will be collected in the singing of our final song today. God bless you.